You are listening to the 21st episode of Talk and Rock with GMH. Let's talk and rock. It's Talk and Rock with GMH. Welcome to the podcast where we talk rock. I'm your host, GMH, and wow, 21 episodes. Thank you guys for the continuous support. And yeah, so the song of the week, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this week's song of the week, Economy Pawn. Um, They have um, great musical instruments. If you're interested in stuff like that, they're a pawn shop located on 844 Main Street. So I recommend you go check Economy Pawn out. And yeah, thank you so much to them for sponsoring this this week's song of the week. And so the song of the week is Black Eyed Black Eyes Blue um, by Corey Taylor. So Corey Taylor has been working on a solo record um, called CMFT. Uh, Corey Taylor is Slipknot, Stone Sour. Honestly, he's got a really beautiful voice. Um, I mean, along with the super heavy Slipknot stuff, that guy can really sing. Um, yeah, so this song, he, I think he has two or three singles out right now off the upcoming album. So CMFT, uh, the title track, Black Eyes Blue, um, and then another song called Highway 666, I'm pretty sure. Um, But this one really stood out to me. It's probably my favorite one. Um, I don't know. It just one really shows off his voice, and um, it it is generally quite different from... It's sort of in between the Stone Sour and Slipknot sound... Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more laid down, but I, I definitely recommend you go check out this song. Uh, it's an amazing song, and I can't wait to hear the rest of this guy's record. All right, guys. So today on the podcast, um, we have a member from the Toronto band uh, Napoleon. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, uh, I'm John. I play uh, guitar and I sing in the band. Awesome. Um, so, how long have you been playing music for? Um, I personally have been playing music since I was about, I want to say like eight or nine and I'm 20 now. Okay. And, um, and when did, uh, you start playing in Napoleon? Uh, I formed Napoleon when I was about 17. So we've been a band for almost three years now. Cool. Um, so how, how did you meet everybody in the band and why did you guys... And when did and how did you guys start playing together? Um, well, it started with uh, it started between me and our former bassist, who we met in high school. Yeah. And uh, he said to me, "Look, I really want to play in a band and stuff." And I was like, "Yeah, man, me too." And he's like, "Look, you're really good, and I'm really creative." And I'm like, "All right, we can try." So we tried and we played just him and I a few times. I was like playing drums and he was playing bass and it just, you know, wasn't really working out. But when we got to grade 12, um, the high school we went to had like two campuses and one of the campuses closed. So we had to move to the other one. And that's where we met our former guitarist. Uh, his name is Jack Lipton. And uh, him and I became friends because we both were in the music class. Yeah. And uh I think we figured out that we both liked rock music because we both went right like at the beginning of that school year, Queens of the Stone Age played in Toronto. And I think we both, we figured out that we were both at that show and we became friends like that. 
Yeah. And I said, hey, I'm starting this band. You want to come try and play? And he was like, yeah, sure. So he came and he was playing rhythm guitar. And then all we needed was a drummer. And I knew Aton, who is still our drummer, because I used to play in a band with him when I was in grade nine. So I just asked him if he wanted to join this, and he did. And then we started playing shows. And then through the shows we played, we met both Nick and Michael, who uh, replaced Jack and Uri, respectively, as they both ended their time in Napoleon. Awesome. Um, so what are some of the coolest experiences that you've had as a musician? Um, I'd say our last Toronto show was really cool. We played at a pretty well-known venue called Lee's Palace. Okay. Um, it was our second time playing there, but that was definitely our first time headlining. And uh, I remember thinking like when... Uh, I remember thinking, like, when the show got booked and stuff, I was like, okay, it's going to be cool. We're going to headline there, but it's going to be, like, empty. Yeah. But then it wasn't. So we were, like, it was, it was really surprising to us. And even, like, the, even though, like, we saw, like, the ticket sales selling ahead of time and stuff, yeah. it was still surprising, like, day of when, yeah. like, we saw all the people walking in. We were like, whoa, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, it was cool for, like, a headline show. And also, it's, like, so many great bands have played there like every pretty much every toronto band has they film like that movie scott pilgrim there and everything so like cool. yeah um yeah so who are some of your biggest inspirations as a musician um a really big one was obviously queens of stone age we just put out a cover of one of their songs um you know i look up to like the big guys too like queens of stone age Foo fighters radiohead all those kinds of bands but also it's like, for me, what really like drives me is like the bands that I see from here, like from Toronto. Like I see bands like Pup, bands like The Dirty Nell, bands like Single Mothers, bands like The Flatliners. And I just see them like crushing it. It's just crazy to see like a band, especially Pup, because Pup's becoming so monstrously huge now. And it's just crazy because like I've, I used to see them playing like small shows here. So it really gives me like the the information that it can happen, like a band from Toronto can become big. Right. Yeah. Um, so what came first for you, guitar or like music or singing? Uh, definitely guitar. I definitely was playing guitar first. I wasn't really singing until the band started. And even once the band started, I really wasn't singing then. I was uh, pretending to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is your guys' um, writing process usually like? Um, for the most part, it's typically I'll write the songs and then, uh, we'll make edits from there. Um, that's typically just how it's always been. Um, so I'm like the main songwriter in the band, but there are a few exceptions. We have this song that we're waiting to release now called the enemy. Yeah. We're just, we're just waiting until the COVID situation gets a bit better. Um, and, uh, that song was written half and half between me and, uh, the other guitarist, Nick. Okay. So it's not like there are times where, yeah, as well pitching, but for the most part, it's typically just me. Yeah. So you mentioned that you covered, um, a queen of stone age song, uh, little sister. What made you decide to cover that song? Uh, well, I guess, um, well, I haven't really spoken about this publicly yet, but uh, our next set of singles is going to be uh, like, 
redux versions of some of our old songs because the first two EPs we recorded were not really recorded. I mean, I, I don't want to trash on the producers, but they were recorded for very little money. Okay. And with very little knowledge of how recording works on our end. Yeah. And uh, we just always felt those songs could be better. So we wanted to make them better. And uh, when we talked to our band manager, who also produces us, Scott, about doing it. Yeah, we, we interviewed him um, for a podcast. Oh, nice. Very nice, yeah. Um, he uh, was telling me, he's like, he was very adamant that we need to do a cover. And I was like, I actually didn't want to do it. I said, no, no, I wanna, I'd rather just do another one of our old songs and bring those back to life. He's like, no, no, trust me, you should do a cover. This is a really good opportunity while the session's there and everything. Yeah, and Nick, uh, Nick, our other guitarist, had always wanted to cover this song, and uh, I really like the song too. Because again, Queen of Stone is one of my favorite bands ever. So, yeah, I guess it, to me, the second that we were talking about doing a cover, that was kind of the first one that came to mind. And yeah. I pitched it to the guy. I said, "Do you guys want to do it?" And everyone's like, "Yeah." And Nick was like really happy, and we told Scott. He was like, "Yeah, it's a great idea." And then we did it, and it came out really good. I'm really happy we listened to him because I really did not want to do it. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the roots behind your guys' name. What made you choose Napoleon? To be honest with you, I'm not really sure. It was... Uh, well, the real story is I became friends with like the old bassist Uri because... Um, we both figured out like at like some school event that we both liked the band at the drive-in and they were doing like their reunion tour and coming through Toronto that year. So we both went together and that's how we, that's how we became like close friends. And uh, yeah. one of their most famous songs is called Napoleon solo, okay. which is what we were going to call the band originally. And I was like, no, just Napoleon. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the story of that. Yeah, so um what has your recording process been like for the past little while? Um I presume you're asking about like ever since we started being produced by Scott, right? Yeah. Um it's been actually it's been different every time, to be honest. He, he's very much adaptable. He always adapts to like what each given song needs um i'd say the most recent one was probably the most interesting because i think that was a little out of his element even for him because the idea was we were going to try and record the songs like as quickly as possible so we could do as many as we can and we were going to try and actually do it live off the floor and everything which didn't really work out for us but uh because they were like older songs we didn't really need to do like full pre-production either so we kind of just went in and yeah. The little sister and the next few singles we're gonna release. We actually recorded drums and bass at the same time, which is pretty unconventional. And we didn't do that on Amends or uh that other song I was talking about that we're holding back enemy. Okay. But yeah, he uh he has this studio in Hamilton called Schoolhouse. It's a nice little place and uh yeah. we enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. Um so do you have any advice for beginner musicians? Um, I have a lot of advice for beginner musicians. I would say, um, you gotta ask yourself what you really want. That's, that's the first thing. Like you really gotta sit. And this was a hard thing for me at first 
because obviously like I was quite young when the band started even when I wanted to start a band right I think I've been trying to do it since I was like 14 or 15 and obviously when you're like 14 or 15 you're like I want to play in arenas I want to headline stadiums and like you slowly realize how unrealistic that is it's not the reality it's not but then as you know, I started to get into those smaller, not smaller, but like, I guess smaller, but still big bands. Like I was talking about like pop or the dirty no, who, you know, they have very respectable music careers, yeah, but they aren't headlining stadiums or anything, even though pups kind of heading that direction. Yeah. Um, my, what I wanted out of music changed and I was, I became content with the idea of, you know, headlining clubs and working towards that, which is why Lee's palace was such a, interesting show for us because like that was kind of like the first time we really did it and it's true okay we can't really do that anywhere in the world we can only do that in toronto but you know two years ago we couldn't have done that and i thought that was really cool so if you want something like that what i say is you gotta just really grind you gotta work hard and another thing which i'm definitely gonna say which is not really something i want to say but it is what it is you gotta save up your money. You need being in a band is extremely expensive. You need money. Like recording is expensive, merch is expensive, gas to shows, equipment, you name it. It's just it's like a never ending expense. Yeah. And uh it sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um so yeah, do you what are um what are some of Napoleon's plans coming up for music and stuff like that? Um, well, as I just said, we are releasing a few singles over the rest of 2020. Um, we have a little, we're, we haven't really planned it yet, but we're talking about a little recording project. Cause we were going to record our, our plan for the 2020 was essentially we we're going to do a really big tour over the summer. And then we were going to record our, our debut album, in the fallish, which would come out next summer, right? And uh, that didn't really work out for us because of uh, COVID nineteen, and um, due to the lack of money coming in from touring and all that, um, we had to not cancel our album, but we're definitely um, pushing that back a bit now. Okay. And uh, we don't want to like leave people without anything for too long. So we're talking about a plan so we can have something for next summer anyway, even if it's not a full album. Yeah. Um, and we are in the, actually I think it's, we're pretty close to being done now, but we are rescheduling virtually every show we had, every show that we'd announced for this summer is going to be done next summer now. Okay. And uh, we have those tour dates almost entirely confirmed now. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I saw on your guys' Instagram, you guys just did a show. Um, did, yeah, that was... Uh, your first one back since... Well, I don't know if you want to call that like a show back. Because I wouldn't really say that was a normal show. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you saw, we were met with a lot of controversy when we announced it. A lot of people thought it it was very irresponsible and everything. And I guess this was kind of our fault that we didn't really drill in the whole social distancing aspect of the show. 
because a lot of people were like, oh, they're going to be having this huge razor in some guy's basement. And it's really not what it was, you know, like this was at a legitimate venue. It was on their patio. Everyone was spaced apart. You needed to like fill contact tracing and everything. And a lot of people, I mean, the people that came, I think we really enjoyed it. A lot of people, I guess, thought that we were just going to not care about the rules and bought tickets and then asked for refunds because they're like, well, I don't want to follow all these rules. And it's like, yeah. I don't know what you expected. Like, this is the law now. We can't. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We can't have, the, like, we're trying to do something positive here that's going to, you know, I wouldn't say it was a normal show, but it was a lot closer than anything a lot of these people had seen in yeah. the last, you know, half year. So. So are you glad you guys were able to play a show them? Yeah, I thought it was fun. We had, a, we had a good day that day. I thought it was fun. We played well. Yeah. Which, uh. I didn't think it was going to be the case because you know, it had been so long. Um, no, we had fun. It was a really positive environment. Like the people who came really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Well, because right now with the pandemic, has that slowed down your bands um, getting together and practicing or not really? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah. We've been doing like live stream concerts and stuff. So. We have been busy. We, we're seeing each other pretty often. Right now, we're, uh, we're I haven't seen them since the show, just because uh, we decided like we're gonna chill out a bit. Yeah. Uh, we have a we're doing like a music video for one of the singles we're doing next week, so I'll be when I'll see him again. But yeah, I guess we're still rehearsing. We're we're doing what we need to. We're staying busy. We're working on some stuff that we can't really talk about just yet. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, before we wrap up the interview, is there anything else you would like to add? Where can people support you guys, find your merch and all that stuff? Um, yeah, we, uh, our Instagram and our Facebook is, uh, www.facebook or Instagram.com slash Napoleon Toronto. Uh, if you go to our link in our bio and Instagram, you can find like our Spotify, Apple music. You can find a link to buy our merch on Cutloose, Cutloose and yeah we got tons of stuff we have some new merch which is going to be on the site soon just because we had a little bit of extras from that show we had a couple like limited edition shirts and stuff that were like leftovers so we said someone will like them so we're going to sell them online so yeah keep your eyes out for that and yeah i've got a bunch of new singles coming out over the rest of the year and then we got some cool stuff planned for next year yeah well um, I'm glad that we made this work and got you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of Talk and Rock with GMH. Um, make sure to go follow us on the official Talk and Rock with GMH Instagram page. It's the username's Talk and Rock Pod, or just search up Talk and Rock with GMH and it should pop up. Thank you guys for the continuous support and see you guys next time on Talk and Rock with GMH. Let's talk and rock. It's talk and rock with GMA.